Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He is on X at the Fish Nation. Rob, how's it going? How you doing? Good, man. Just cold. It didn't get any warmer in Minneapolis. I'll tell you that. How, how's it feeling there? We're doing better here. It's about, I think uh, today it was seven degrees. Oh, really? That's bought a nice hot and balmy. Yeah, break a we, sweat. Uh, we went went to breakfast about six blocks from the hotel, and we Ubered. <laughs> That's probably a smart idea. That's probably. I mean, but you you got you got a nice. You probably got a thick coat out there. Come on now, you had to be ready well, for it. Yeah, I mean, I got I got the kid, but but it's the face. The face is the face is where it gets you. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, it's it's frigid here, to say the least. Yeah, um, so into the Grizzlies last night, they held off Anthony Edwards for about a half, and then he started doing Anthony Edwards things. But I, this team yeah. competed. They competed. You know, I, I I think when you look at the, you know, the Golden State game was great, obviously. Of course. And, and, and they played really well. But the other three games, since all of this has happened, um, the Knicks, the Clippers, and last night against Minnesota. I, I mean, all three games, the opposition, they, they weren't able to go to their bench. They, they weren't able to empty the bench and just, you know, finish the game off. They had to play their starters the entire game. Mm-hmm. And not that that's a, you know, not that that's a victory, but, you know, you're, you're playing hard and you're taking the – and those are three really good teams, too. Yep. Um that that you know they had to play their starters the whole way because uh, they weren't able to put you away. So it, it, you like the effort, you like how hard they're playing, you like the energy, and you, you know you'll just take if, if if you have that sort of energy and and, and yeah you have that effort, um, you know teams teams can't sleep on you, and 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 you're gonna get you're gonna get some wins that way. So. You know, I, I think that's all you can ask for at, at this point, and, and you're getting it from this group, and, and which I th- which I think is nice to see. You know, it, it shows that they haven't given up and that they haven't just packed it in. So, so that's good. That's positive. Yeah, the starting group looks good out there. I mean, quite frankly, I, I know they don't really have a a. a uh, uh, natural point guard. They had Point Conchar last night. That's sort of what they were running out there. And besides the Warriors game, what what you see with this team, and it shouldn't be surprising by any stretch of the imagination, they have to give guys some run that aren't used to getting run, that they did that didn't expect to get run. Um, their bench group, the Grizzlies, is just completely decimated. There's nothing they can do really when they have to when they have to sit down. You know, Vince and Jaron and all those guys. Um, GG Jackson and and Zaire last night on the floor at the same time it was it was pretty disastrous at times. Um, I still like what GG's been showing. Z not not so much, but that bench group 
has just been struggling in a in a massive way. And and with the injuries, I I, I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you got that many guys out, it's. I mean, your bench is starting, with the exception of Jaron. Um, you, you know, your bench is starting right now. So what happens with your second unit? Well, now all of a sudden it's it's everybody that was, you know, 10, 11, 12. They're now up to 6, 7, and 8. So, so yeah, and, and, you know, again, against Golden State, those guys played really well. And, 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 uh, you know, and, 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 and again, they are, they are playing hard. The effort's there. It, just the production wasn't there last night from, from the bench. But, but I mean, that's to be expected at this point. It, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough on this team right now, man, with, with, with all, <laughs> with all these injuries and, um, and, and the schedule playing some really tough teams. It's, it's been, it's, it's been tough sledding. So, anytime there is some success, it's it, it, it like like the Golden State game. That was it, it was so rewarding because it felt like you know the tough the hard work paid off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you know as an athlete, Gabe, that you know sometimes when things are going tough, it's like man, we're working so hard and just not getting the results. Right. Um. So when, so when you get the result, it is it's very rewarding, and which made that Golden State game so rewarding. Uh, because you got the results for the hard work you've been putting in. Now, how how concerned are you about Z at this point? Last night was a really rough game. Um, there there hasn't been much consistency to his game all year. Uh, they tried to give him a lot of run at the beginning of the season, didn't show all that much. Like, what's your concern level about Zaire Williams at this point, especially with the emergence of Vince Williams Jr.? Well, a lot. Um, you know, I, I he he just he just I guess. Uh, Maybe a a week ago, um, maybe a week ago was coming off a great stretch and, yep. and had you know double digit games and to start the year. Know, I mean, right now, yeah, and and so he started to get encouraged a little bit, and you know his whole thing is is about confidence, and you know when when he's shooting with confidence, when he's playing with confidence, he. He, he can be such a successful player when when he's not he it, it shows and and just the the problem is just an inconsistency i mean that that's why Vince Williams jr has taken that role over because he's been consistent mm-hmm. you know he's been he's been the only one that's been consistent not just like not just Zaire, but everybody who's been given that opportunity whether it's Conchar, Thayer, Roddy, um, Laravia, whoever, whoever's been put in that role, there was no, they've shown glimpses of, you know, being good or glimpses of just um, winning basketball, but, but they just haven't shown it game after game after game. And, and Vince has. So I don't think it's just Zaire. Right. Um, but Zaire's the one that stands out. I mean, you're talking about a top ten pick and the guy who, you know, he just had a lot of hope for, especially two years ago when he showed that he was, you know, had the ability to play. And then last year was a mess, and uh, this year's just been 
you've seen glimpses from his rookie year, but you've then you've seen glimpses from last year. There's just been no consistency in his game. So, so yeah, at this point, with the opportunity he's been given, yeah, I would say I'm pretty concerned about mm-hmm. it. Now, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hell, this year he's still going to get a lot of playing time. Right. (laughs) Everybody is. The way things are going right now, I mean, you have no choice. Yeah. um, So hopefully, you know, just continuing to play and get big minutes night in and night out, you know, maybe maybe you can get into some sort of consistency from him, but – I, I think right now that's 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 being hopeful more than anything. Mm-hmm. Now with Vince Williams Jr., who has taken over that role, I, I'm curious your thoughts on this. He gets his contract three years, seven point nine million guaranteed, um, which coming off a two way is actually a, a pretty decent contract. Although it does feel like based on the production he's putting out there every night, the defense is a given. He's knocking down shots. He can play a little bit of offense. It feels like a steal at this particular moment. But going into the future, let's say next year, what type of role do you think that, that Vince Williams Jr. will have? Like, I I mean, I, I've sort of gone back and forth. He looks like he could be a, a natural fit alongside the starters. Um, I know some people are not necessarily there yet. Um, but but is, he, is he top six, top seven on this team going into next year, even when the injuries and everybody sort of gets healthy? I, I think it's... Yeah, I, 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 I think it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's showing that. I mean, the one thing he brings that this team has so uh, – okay, uh, let me say this. I, I think next year – I'll start with this. Vince Williams is can, can go anywhere from starting five to being number six or number seven. Okay. And, and, and I think that – I don't. I don't know if it necessarily depends on what he does because I think he's shown what he can do, and unlike Zaire, which we were just talking about, he's done it consistently night in and night out. The one thing he brings that the Grizzlies have so sorely lacked is he brings that size. Grizzlies don't have size in their starting lineup. Um, he bring he brings size. He brings great size, and and I think. You know, you could, I can see a scenario where Vince Williams starts and Marcus Smart comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see a scenario where Marcus Smart starts and, and, well, I think it's very difficult to figure out if Marcus Smart starts and Bain starts and Jaron starts and whoever's going to start at center, um, you know, then Vince Williams comes off the bench. So I, I, I think he... I think he could be in a role of starter. I think he could be a role of back, uh, uh, one of your first guys off the bench. But I think what he does, he brings you size. He brings you something you don't have. He brings you something that you lacked when Dylan Brooks left. Mm-hmm. And that is size on the wing. Yeah, um, and, and he's he only 6'4". He plays big. He plays massive. Yeah, yeah so so I, I can see him in a starting role. And I think he's, he's looked like he's... He he could do that role and 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 and, and succeed at it. So, yeah, I, I I think the Grizzlies made the smart move, the right move by signing him to this contract. You know, sometimes you get a little um, anxious and and get a little quick doing something like that, especially uh-huh. when you have guys who are forced into minutes that maybe they didn't have before. Maybe you get a little 
too excited about what they're doing, uh, like Gigi Jackson after two games. Um, but but I think Vince has shown it over and over and over and over again that, um, yeah, he is a formidable rotation guy, if not a starter on this team in the future. Yep. Now, Gigi Jackson, we'll get to him. Two straight 20-point games. Now, last night – uh, he played. He played like a nineteen-year-old. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Uh, but he had those two straight twenty-point games. Joined a club of uh, youngest players to do it alongside Kevin Durant and LeBron James. So everybody's super excited about it. What What do you think the ceiling is for him? It feels like it's uh, almost limitless. But you you, you got to get there. You got to keep building to it. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Yeah, I, it's, it, it was it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun those first two games, and and he was spectacular. And and he and when he was talking it like you know like the kid that he is, right? And uh, it, it made it made it really exciting and, and something to look forward to. And I think it's still something to look forward to. Um, but he wasn't going to keep up the twenty points a game. Right. And last night, last night was kind of a welcome to the NBA moment, I, I think, for Gigi Jackson. You know, one he gets out there on the floor, and Anthony Edwards is guarding him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, the, and then in the second half, Kyle Anderson's guarding him. So Minnesota had an idea of who this kid is. You know, whereas the past two opponents didn't mm-hmm. uh, have an idea of who he was. I think it's Steph Curry at one point even looked at, back at Steve Kerr and was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> so you know, and he's he's uh, he was spectacular shooting the basketball. He's not going to shoot forty percent from three. Um, or 45 or whatever it was going into last night uh, that he was shooting. He's not going to average 20 points a game. But I think we see his talent and, and we see his athletic ability and see what he can do. I, I want to see going forward what happens, how, what, how he makes adjustments over the course of the game. He did a great job in the Golden State game uh, guarding Kaminga, who head faked him one time. He bit, he bit on it and got the foul said my bad, and then the rest of the game never bid on it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so learn from that. And, and, and I, I want to see him learn from things and, and make adjustments as he goes forward and, and see, you know, how the game comes to him um, and how he finds shots. Uh, you know, against Golden State, the, the shots just came to him and he was open and he knocked them down. Uh, but how is he going to find opportunities to score? Uh, how is he going to find opportunities at the rim to score? Because he's not going to be a three-point shooter. He's going to be a guy that has to attack the rim. So it, it's hard to judge guys like Gigi because in games like this where you have eight starters that are out, there are 100 points to be scored. Right. Someone's going to get <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I hear that. So, you know, I mean, let's let's all remember. It wasn't long ago we thought Marshawn Brooks was a bucket getter <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and was a guy who you know was going to really help this team. He was the best three point shooter we had since Mike Miller. Well, he wasn't in the league the next year. Um, Delon Wright, you know, remember when we had him in that twenty eight player season, putting up triple doubles night in and night out, and it was like, wow, this is exciting stuff. Well, that's, he's not that guy, but but when you when you have guys who are getting the minutes. And you have 100 points to be scored. People are going to score, and people are going to get those opportunities. So I, I hope. I hope G, the, the great news is Gigi's going to get the minutes, uh-huh. and and let. I just hope he takes advantage of the opportunity. You know, last night was really tough on him, 
I think it was a welcoming moment to the NBA. But uh, I'm excited to watch him play because he, he's got all the ability. He, he's got the athleticism. Um, and and he's, he's, he's a confident kid, too. So yeah. I, 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 hope we, I hope we continue to see nights like we have already. And, um, you know, he's going he's gonna to have to work for it a little bit harder because teams now are familiar with who he is. Now, something I found I found strange through the NBA draft process. I understand he was a reclassified kid, and he had the run in with his coach at South Carolina. But most of the NBA draft conversation around him was less about his ability and more about character issues. And, and you're like, uh, you 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 right there with this team. Uh, you you get to see at least sometimes how he interacts with people. I don't necessarily see what a lot of these NBA draft analysts saw. When he was coming out of South Carolina, it feels like he does have a good head on his shoulders. Now, it's really early, um, and uh, we, we don't know exactly like when tough times hit, how he's going to react, those type of things. But at the same time, you know, it, it feels like G.G. Jackson from a – you mentioned the confidence, but, but from a um, willingness perspective to, to get better, to grow, it feels like he's right there and he, need, he is where he needs to be as opposed to what we heard about him coming out of South Carolina. It, it seems that way. I mean, the only thing I know about him is the little time that I've been around him. And I, I think that the time that I've been around him, he's, he has been a very humble um, kid. Kid. I mean, he's a kid. Yep. Um, a humble kid who uh, I think has learned from his mistakes, too. Um and, and learn from what happened in South Carolina. I, I think he, the Grizzlies felt that when they drafted him, um, or they wouldn't have drafted him. So I, I, I've, I've seen none of that. I've seen no problem with him. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's, that's all I know of him is, is that he's been a great kid, and he's been coachable, and uh, he's been good to work with. So, I think all those things have worked out so far. That those other things that we've heard about, um, I haven't seen them, and mm-hmm. I haven't, uh, I haven't witnessed it. So it's been good. Yep, yep. Now talking with Rob Fisher at the Fish Nation on X. Um, when it comes to you know approaching the trade deadline and what they're going to have to do with this roster and consolidating and do those doing those things, how how aggressive do you expect them to be? Like, do you, what do you expect moves to be made here relatively soon for this team? I don't. I don't expect anything. I mean, I don't think. I don't expect any splashes. I don't expect anything of acquiring dudes that are going to be part of your future. I think, if anything, you know, maybe facilitating certain moves or um, trying to get more assets. But but I don't think anything is going to be done to try and make the team better mm. right now. Right. Right. I mean, in the end of the day, you're not going to take any type of rental. You're not going to do anything like that. Now, this offseason and everything else, like, how much uh, do you think that this sort of front office, this team is thinking, okay, let's wait till next year, get everybody healthy. We're not going to do anything crazy until then, until we see everybody back on the court. I think that's the only thing you can do okay. uh, at this point. I mean, you know, it's, it's just... You, let's be realistic. I mean, what 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 are you going to do this year? I mean, you know, uh, for all the hope we can have of winning as many games as possible and trying to go to the playoffs, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's about next year. It's about making sure guys are healthy for next year. And, and kind of, you know, right now, everything we've talked about, Vince, Gigi, Zaire, those guys, it's about finding out who's going to be part of it, who's going to be part of that core next year when, when the team is healthy. And uh, that's what the rest of the season is going to be about, is finding those guys that are going to be a part of this team going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just need roster clarity, and I think they've done a little bit of that so far, but we'll see what they do the rest of the year. Now, talking with Rob Fisher at the Fish Nation on X, pre and post for the Grizzlies, also sideline reporter for Grizz on Bally. Um, I have to ask you, um, we're, we're headed into divisional round weekend, and I know that you and Brevin Knight do a uh, a podcast called Night Court. Is Brevin really 6-0 and with his picks in wildcard weekend? That wildcard weekend, he was 6-0. and he was only six and zero because he picked the Packers because they were playing the Cowboys, and he hates <laughs> the Cowboys. Well, so he had, he had he had Texans slaughtering the 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 Browns that way. By the way, Brevin just turned a corner. He heard me, and he's now he's yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. He, he, he is he is yelling. I picked six teams that won, and don't be a hater. So, uh, yes. <laughs> But he went six and zero. I went five and one. I had that. Uh, I had that one game wrong. I had the Packers and Cowboys game wrong. But uh, he went six and zero. Uh, and yeah, we got our picks uh, for this week up on the podcast. And um, this week's a little bit. I, I think a little bit harder because it's not going to go according to plan, right? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. So got, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. We have some I mean, big got, spreads out there, especially on Saturday. Yeah, we got two big spreads. It's tough to see those going another way. But um, the other two games, well, I don't know. I, I can't see Tampa. It's so hard for me to pick Baker Mayfield. I mean, my goodness. Why? I mean, he's turned it around, Rob. This, hey, this is a re- revitalized Baker Mayfield we're watching. I know, but I just still, I, I can't I can't see it happening. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But then the other game, the Chiefs-Buffalo game, I think is, is going to be fantastic. I can't wait for that game. And I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan, but uh, I've picked Buffalo. Uh, not, not excited about picking Buffalo. I just think Buffalo is really good right now. But I still have that hope that the Chiefs can just kind of, you know, hit that playoff switch and, yep. and, and, and get themselves a win. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough up in Buffalo, especially with Mahomes going on the road for the first time in his playoff career, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, the championship DNA, but when we, but the Bills, I, I want to buy in, Rob. I really do. And down the stretch of the season, they won a bunch of games. But even when they were winning those games, when they beat the Chargers 22-20 to with Easton Stake at quarterback and they had no coach, they just look right. different every single week. And maybe that can change. Maybe they can flip a playoff switch. But they look different every time they play a game. I know they do. But, but, and it's amazing, though. But their, their record at home and their number against the spread at home is incredible. I mean, like 24-7 and seven in their last 31. I mean, so it's like, okay, yeah, they haven't looked that way. You're right. That's why they've been unpredictable. But, but God, those numbers are insane on on what they've done and what they've done at home. So I don't know. I, I, uh, I I'm I'm looking forward to that game the most. Uh, I'm picking Buffalo, but uh, go Chiefs, go. Yeah, and then the uh, final thing we have the uh, 49ers. They're as good as in the Super Bowl at this point, right? With the Eagles and the Cowboys going down so. last week. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, and, and I mean, it's it's crazy. 
we were talking about on the odds couple yesterday. We were talking about the the odds to win the Super Bowl of all the teams, and you know who would you say is a good uh, you know value pick? And out of the NFC, there really are none, just because it's like you don't you don't believe it. Other than San Francisco, they're the only team you kind of believe in that you're not getting great value with them. So we went to the AFC completely for value, mm-hmm. and I think the best value team is Kansas City. Because I think Kansas City and Buffalo, whoever wins that game, has a chance and can go to the Super Bowl, despite the fact that they're going to have to play on the road probably at Baltimore next week. But um, but I think you give them a great shot. Right. And Kansas City, I think, was plus 700. So that's where the value is. NFC, I just don't know if there's value anywhere because it just feels like San Francisco is the lock to go. I mean, weirdly enough, I looked at FanDuel today, and it was minus 180 for the 49ers. I still think I, I value that pretty highly. Like, that's not right. juiced as much as I think it should be. Right, right, exactly. And because you just, I mean, just go down the list of the other teams in the NFC. And, Lions, and, Packers, and, and Bucks. Just, and just ask yourself, <laughs> is there a chance? And it just doesn't feel like it. Right. Right. Now, uh, safe travels to Shy uh, town Do you have any uh, food spots picked out? you have any dinner spots, dinner reservations? No, I got a buddy up in Chicago right now. So uh, when I get there, he's, he's, he's one of those people that, well, he loves Chicago. Right. And he's, got an itiner- he's got an itinerary. I think he's got like <laughs> 10 places that we're going to go eat tonight. Huh? So Wait, what? Yeah. How does that work? I think he's got like... I don't know. It'll be interesting. He's got like ten restaurants picked out that he wants to go to, and I'm like, dude, I don't, I can't eat that much. Um, I would suggest Gene and Giorgetti's, Piccolo Sonio for a little bit of Italian, and then uh, Duck Duck Goat for some dim sum. If you like Chinese oh, food, right. yeah, those are those yeah. are my suggestions. I just I got back from Chicago at the New Year, so that was nice. Oh yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I'm gonna let you go, Rob. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining. You got it, buddy. Anytime, brother. Yes, sir. That is Rob Fisher, pre and post, and sideline for Grizzlies on Bally Sports. He is on X at the Fish Nation.